So what do we do after Easter? Where do we go? Is there some powerful theological thought or, or uh, something inside our hearts driving us to do something different because we celebrated Easter on April 1st? You know, it's interesting for every one of you, if I were to ask you, okay, now it's the fourth Sunday after Easter, what do you think you should do? I would have a different answer for every one of you that I spoke with. I'd have all the way, and I've heard this, I don't know, same old, same old, you know. We came to church on Easter Sunday, and we did our thing, and now I'm just coming back to church because I'm supposed to. Someone else might say, man, I'm telling you, I just got worn out again. I mean, I know getting ready for Christmas was a lot, but all that stuff and all that cooking and all that stuff, I'm just playing worn out. I'm tired of all those extra events. I'm just glad it's over. But there's also going to be someone in this room today, I know because I've talked with him and her, in this room today, that because of Easter, because of Christ's resurrection, because of new life, it's time to follow our dreams. Yeah, it's time to clean up, and yeah, it's time to celebrate Easter again, and yeah, it's time to kind of get ready for the same old, same old of a, another warm, hot summer in Yuma, Arizona. It's also time to follow our dreams. Sally's on her way to the lectern. And it's going to sound kind of odd at first, but I promise if I do my best today, I'm going to make sense of it. She's going to read some scripture, a little story from the very beginning of the, of the, the Gospel of John, and then she's going to follow it up with, with a piece of scripture from the very end, almost the very end of the, of the Gospel of John. And it's about Jesus' closest friends, I think, doing their best to follow their dreams. Let's take a look. Okay, the scripture is from John verse, or I'm sorry, chapter 1, verses 35 through 42, and then chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. John's disciples followed Jesus. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Okay, next Jesus appears again to the disciples. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. 
So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you. Our strength, our Redeemer, our Creator, our Savior. Amen. You know, preachers for the longest time have tried to do their best to keep things exciting after Easter. Tried to keep things kind of moving along, you know, moving maybe in a hopeful, forward, positive direction. But Easter has a way, especially in the desert southwest, Easter has a way here of kind of like uh, the building being really full for several, like during Holy Week and during Easter Sunday and a couple weeks afterwards. The building's really full and there's a lot of triumphant glory and really cool songs to sing. And then it's like, it's over. But it doesn't have to be over. We have stories here today about guys wanting to follow Jesus wanting to follow their dreams, and people just being confused. They heard the call of Jesus. They were certain they did. They started to follow him, and then something happened to him. He died on a cross, and then they heard maybe he was raised from the dead. Luke's gospel says that when the women went back to them, they thought it was a, quote, idle tale. But you know in their hearts they wanted to believe. You know they did. People are like that. You and I are like that. We do. You know, most people I know, especially if you're watching a movie or a TV show or something, most people I know, that don't you want the underdog to win, to overcome, to get through the tough things of life and move forward with a good story there as well? I do, and I think you do as well. You know, the gospel lessons are not any different at all, especially if we look at how the, the, the disciples readily followed Jesus. I want to talk quickly about, a, about following just for a moment. It was yesterday, and Wendy, I didn't plan this. I really didn't. But yesterday, you and I were talking about something early afternoon. Somehow, uh, Wendy, Michael, and Charlie, our dog, all ended up in the same spot in the hallway at the same time. I don't know if that's ever crossed your mind. I mean, it's like there's that little piece of real estate all three of us wanted it at the same time. Wendy reaches down and she picks up Charlie and she goes, Oh, Charlie, what are you doing following me all over the house? I can't say much for cats following their master, okay? So I just want to talk about all you cat lovers. I want to talk about a dog for a minute, okay? Charlie's like that. Dogs are like that. The comment was made that maybe that, 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 that dog was following that baby, thinking the, dog, the baby was another dog. That was right on the money, by the way. Dogs follow the alpha, that, that leader, that established leader of the dog pack. They do. And in our house, the alpha is Wendy. Yeah, Charlie follows me if he smells something like maybe I got a, a, a piece of dark chocolate in my hand or something. Otherwise, he doesn't really want all that much to do with me. Dogs, 
Even dogs know how to follow people. They know how to follow a good thing, is what I'm saying. That might not sound very supportive of the congregation today. Dogs know how to follow a good thing. And so did the disciples. So did these two guys. They really did. By the way, that's one of my favorite pictures of, of, of John, the Apostle John and Peter. According to artists, that's the two of them running to the tomb. Remember, it's after Easter. They already had a little battle and a race to the tomb. But what I wanted to talk about today is following our dreams. To me, the Easter message, Christ is risen indeed in our hearts and in our lives, is about nothing less than following our dreams. Following our dreams. Connie, I love the way you're looking at me right now. And I didn't have this written into this sermon. You got a dream right now, don't you? You're going to be with your kids for this summer. And grandkids. The only problem is, what are we going to do with Charlie? By the way, those of you who don't know, Connie, we refer to her as, as Aunt Connie. During all the summer months, all the summer times, whenever Wendy and Michael are away, Charlie's over at Connie's house. Can he still come over to your house? Can we just drop him off there? I think he said it was a dream of his. But aren't you following your dreams this summer? Yeah. And Joyce, things happen in our lives that we can't explain and that we don't like. You know? And we love you and praying for you. And we'll be with you wherever you go. And I know that it, following your dreams is probably not a very good way to put it, but we feel really good that you guys are going to be together now. Yeah. Sherry, you're not going to be all that far away in Michigan. Yeah. You know, we follow our dreams for different reasons. And those early, that early call in, in the, into the disciples' lives in the Gospel of John, I think it was Jesus was giving them a chance to follow their dreams. It's time to follow your dreams. They probably didn't know that then. They probably had no idea. And we're not going to go into this a lot, but there's a little kind of, uh, there's a little bit of wrestling there early in the Gospel of John because these disciples have been following John the Baptist. Remember? John the Baptist, his job was to point. He only had one job, not to gather disciples. Maybe long enough to teach them, but to take those disciples and point them to Jesus. That's what's going on in this story. John the Baptist has said, you know what? We've done our time together. Now I need you to follow Jesus. And they go, where's Sally? There she is. And they go... They follow Jesus, and they spend the day with him, don't they? We were talking about that in Bible study the other day, and it's called gradual discipleship. Is anybody else in this room patient enough to spend the entire day with Jesus? I'd be looking at my phone every 10 minutes. Convinced that whoever is calling, Jesus sent them to my phone. Wendy, you told me the other day, I'll probably get in trouble for this later, that all you wanted to do is just be with Jesus now. Remember that? 
He said all these things, the, the preacher down at Yuma first, he's always talking about doing all these things for Eastertide. She said, I just want to be with him. Do you know that first chapter of John, he calls them and they spend the entire day with them. John doesn't really tell us anything else. They're just with him. Oh, Wendy said, being in, Wendy said being in San Diego with him would be nice too. Well, there's, there's two sides to the story of the church. Theology and practice, right? Theology and practice. Being with Jesus in San Diego, I suppose, is going to be more fun than being with Jesus in Yuma. But that may or may not be true. But we all know this. Jesus had a way of calling his disciples. He did. Sometimes he went to the seashore. Sometimes he was just walking around. This is the only place in the Bible where John, the forerunner, the one who's pointing us to follow Jesus, because he knows that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How do we know that? John's words. John wrote that. He put those words on the lips of Jesus himself. So, it's fun looking at the Bible, and it's fun looking at biblical stories. It's fun talking about dogs, and it's fun picking on some of you every once in a while, too. Thank you for allowing me to do that. But there's people here today probably saying, Michael, great idea. Following our dreams. That's the sermon title. It's in your bulletin. How do we do it? How do we follow our dreams? Is there some kind of a, a method? Is there a prescription to follow our dreams? What do we do? Maybe following our dreams starts with, no, not maybe, it starts with following Jesus. Jesus calls them. He leads them. He teaches them. They're with him when, when he heals others, when he casts out demons, when he goes into to situations in life and just, just changes things and fills it with godlike holiness. Just like what we did right here when we collected all the, this food for the food bank. Is that following Jesus? Yeah, it is. You bet it is. Is going to San, San Diego following Jesus? Well, it better be. Is going on vacation, you guys are, uh, the, the jesters, you guys are headed out toward the end of May, and you're going to some beautiful beach place in Oregon, right? You might as well start now convincing yourself it's following Jesus. Will you find him, though, when you get there? Will you find him if you're looking for him? Yes. Yes. Yes, you will. To everyone leaving town, I guarantee you wherever you're going, if you look for Jesus, you are going to find him because he was there before you got there. Following our dreams what do most people follow? We're going to go through this kind of quickly. Signals from our body. The older I get, the more I understand that one. I'm not trying to overshare here. I'm just saying the more older I get, the more I know I need to follow signals from my body. Messages from our world. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Would you please leave? Messages from the world. Leaders. Leaders lead. Lots of people follow personal desires. I'll give you a personal desire. One of the things I'm looking forward to today is about 1.30. What am I going to do, Pastor John, about 1.30 today? 
I'm going to do a preacher's nap. Yeah. Woohoo. Maybe that's more like signals from my body or an order from Pastor John. Oh, it's a direct from God. That's right. Temptations. Okay, if you're not ever tempted, raise your hand. You better not raise your hand. So how do you decide? What do you do? Well, what else do you do in life? If you got a big question, you Google it. You Google it, and I did, and I came up with this article this guy wrote, 19 Reasons to Ignore Everyone and Follow Your Dreams. It's written by a young man. I don't know where he's getting his money. I honestly don't know where he's getting his money. He's probably about 35 years old. He spends his whole life traveling around the world. I didn't read enough of the story to figure out how he's afforded to do all this. It's a really exciting article. He says, Reasons to ignore everyone and follow your dreams. The only yes you need to follow your dreams is yours. Faithful disciples of Jesus. Anything missing here? Not following your dreams makes you feel unaccomplished. Eventually, this will stop you from dreaming altogether. There's a measure of truth in that. I need to tell you, since Wendy and I rolled into this room, we, a lot of things have been done here at Yuma First, a lot of things. And when we first started to talk about them, there were parts of us that came up with reasons not to do them, but we said we're not going to allow that to stand in our way. And guess what? We're looking at the next project. We're looking at new ways to spend your money. Why? Why? Because we're following God's dreams. I believe it. I believe it. Every bit of me believes it. We're following our dreams, and it's God's dreams for this church, in this community, in this place, and in this time. God's got a lot for us to do. Your dreams and your actions define you. I believe that. Don't let others define you with what they tell you you need to be doing. You will inspire others to follow their dreams even if they know nothing about you. That is true. Following your dreams, here's the last one. I'm not going to share all 19 with you. Following your dreams makes you interesting. Connie, when you get back, we want to hear all kinds of stories. We really do. You um, internet people know that lots of stories like this are, are in the, the form of a blog, which means that someone who gets on it and reads it, they have the ability to, to, to hit a button and give their opinion or ask a question. Guy from India, how do I find my passion and be absolutely sure about it? I don't know what to do. Young lady from somewhere, listen to this. If you don't have a dream, just try doing all the things that make you feel happy and alive and ask God with an open heart what your passion is. And may God bless you. And may God bless you. Just ask God with an open heart. There are some of you that know that that sign is right now hung exactly right there on the window in my office. That is. 
Wendy and I brought that here with us. We had no idea what God had in mind for Yuma first. Did we, babe? All we knew, it was something good. All we knew is that God wanted us here. That's all we knew. We brought that with us, and I hung it up there. Following our dreams. Easter 2018, my friends, is about following our dreams. What's your dream? I don't know if you don't have one. Do things that bring about life and love all around you. And pray and ask God to tell you what that passion is. I don't know about you all, but Wendy and I, especially this summer, we're going to follow our dreams. Of course, one of our dreams is retirement, so maybe I need to be a little careful about that. We plan on coming back. That said, not that we're counting days. Wendy asked uh, her phone today, how many days between now and the day we retire? It's 800 even. 800 even. We're following our dreams. Yeah. Lastly, this young lady is one of our toddlers here. Coraline, did I say her name right? Hannah, Johnny, did I? Okay. I think there's, there's at least two, a minimum of two ways to think about our dreams. One, there's our own personal dream for us and for our family. But also, because we're members of this lovely, beautiful congregation, also I think our dreams need to include, what about this place? What about this church family? Is this church going to be here for Carline? How old is she? Two, three? No. Two. Two. Yeah. She needs to be a part of our dreams here. She and all of our young families. Whenever we make a decision, part of the dreams. You too, Dylan. Part of the dream, right? Aren't you part of the dream around here? Yeah, man. Show, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. If you want a good scripture to pray, to guide you in your prayer, to guide us in our prayer to follow our dreams so that we can find out what God's passion is for us, that's Psalm 25. Psalm 25, start praying it, Psalm 25, all, start today, tonight, tomorrow.